Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Welcome back to the show, Dave. I know, it's been a while. It has been a while. We've been taking a little bit of time away from the show and a little vacationing. I took the family to Central Oregon and kids or kiddo watched a rodeo with the grandparents. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, some good times. It was a good time. Yeah, something the kid will remember. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Definitely big, big for the kid. I'm not a big I don't fan about of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a big fan of like rodeos. I, I mean, I kind of, I understand it. I just, you know, I don't like to see a animal get, you know, you know, what? ridden I, and I, <laughs> harmed and. Oh, oh, I was just like, oh, know, I'll those, stop there. I don't mind watching it. But those bulls, ridden. you know, don't they tie up their? Yeah, they have some stuff hung around there. I, yeah. It was mm-hmm. crazy because I used to love it as a kid and uh, went with a buddy of mine and as an adult mm-hmm. and we had great seats and we're sitting there, we're watching rodeo and I don't know, something happened where I found a heart. You know, I always loved yeah. animals my whole life, but mm-hmm. you know, rodeos was just kind of a thing that we went and we enjoyed and, and I get it. It's entertaining and, and there's definitely some competition there. And, uh, but I went, oh my gosh. And I'm looking at their straps. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it really was. A, mm-hmm. I don't know what changed. Yeah. And, and it was great. Well, for me, in, in my having my epiphany mm-hmm. then, because of those seeds, it was so good. One of the riders, it was actually riding a horse, actually, um, and uh, got slammed right up against the, the rail, right mm-hmm. up against us. I'm like, yeah, give it to <laughs> him. I'm over him. there rooting for him, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I totally get it. I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. I just uh, something something switched. Uh, I'll I'll it, go to rodeo, but I don't. It was after I had kids. That was for me. Holy my because even I mean I'm kind of a, a wuss, I guess. But you know, even sad commercials would make me tear up. Oh yeah. I stopped watching MMA and boxing because I had just a different outlook on life and and uh, like health. Seeing a guy get knocked out mm. um, hit me a different different way, yeah. and then uh, and then same thing with animals. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know. It's like uh, something switched in my yeah. brain when I had a kid. I so. don't. I don't. I don't judge anybody that that's that that's involved in it. I, yeah, me it's, either. It's just something about yeah. me. I pushed up. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't pull my my boots up by the straps or whatever they say. I couldn't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. one day. Yeah, but yeah, I totally. Yeah, I, I don't. No, well, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so today's topic, and this sort of came up for me because there was a time in my life where I didn't have much direction. There's some rough yeah. places in my life, and last, I last week and <laughs> terrible it was rough times <laughs> was longer than that. <laughs> but I kind of felt like I needed to do something in my life, spark some sort of change, and I got into a sort of a self help, self improvement phase of my life, and this was I want to say like. 14 years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. And I, it just recently, I mean, I work in education. I work with a lot of different kids. I coach kids. I work in an environment where I see a lot of different people not really engaged in self-improvement. They just kind of cruise on through life. So this right. topic of self-help and self-improvement kind of catches my interest. Right. And we were talking before the podcast about you not really being impressed much with the self-help, self-improvement. Right. And right. what and what did you say? Why, why aren't you? Uh, because I feel like I'm, I, trust me, I'm not a perfect person. I know I could improve in some things in life, but, but I think in, in family, in my professional 
life, you know, and in my religious life, I could probably use some help there, but, but I, I'm pretty motivated. I don't think I need any encouragement. In fact, if I could have the encouragement to just, just, just relax a little bit more often, but, but I get it. But I, I just think it's, uh, you know, they say a lot of positive things, a lot of things that are absolute facts, and uh, they they paint it in a picture that can soothe you, make you feel good, can, in a sense, break down your walls so you could listen a little bit. So it's all good. But I just feel like this is something that these people could have done before they walked in there. <laughs> you know, my opinion. Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> but I'm not in everybody's shoes. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I, I I don't walk an easy path. I struggle to do go from A to B, you know. So, but but I still go. Um, but I don't know. I I, I listen to somebody else, and, and it is self help. But it's somebody. It's I listen to Dave Ramsey, and, and but that was about a specific topic, um, finances. And I listened to him, and he had a specific plan that I could already put in play. And he taught that to me. And I don't see a lot of these really teaching me, you know, giving you something to walk away with that you could really go home, the step plug, by, plug and play. The step-by-step step type, type yeah, of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, and this, is, and this is kind of the area where I go, well, Dave, you are typically, I mean, what I would say is a, you are a go-getter. You're someone who is goal-oriented. You pursue stuff and you complete stuff. This is your character. You are not one of these people that are searching for some sort right, of direction. Right. You have kind of a direction. Now, I'm sure that there were stages of your life where, you know, maybe when you were in your teens or, oh. or you know, early 20s, where you're kind of looking for something. I could have used some guidance as a child, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a rough childhood, so, you know, you know, having... But I... I I totally see, and I totally get. It. I think I told you uh, earlier, is that I, 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 and I, I'm not trying to be mean at all, but I feel for the people that needed that mm-hmm. because it's nice, but you know that's four hours. It's, it's these are long, you know, going out and, and it takes time to go to some of these things right. to get there, and then it's two and a half hours long, and then to get it's a it's a day worth of. Yeah, it's a Your big commitment. Time and and um you know, so I yeah, I just well, hope people it's it's it bums me out that that my see I, I feel like I'm a dumbass. And if this dumbass <laughs> could figure out something, you know, that that you know it just it just bums me out that people need it. I, I guess. I'll, I've got a I've got a few notes here and I think that you fit into have salt not solved, but you are capable of um successfully completing these different things. And a lot of people in this world just are not like that. I had a conversation recently. Uh, I want to just say a few days ago, conversation with a friend, mutual friend, and they, we were kind of talking about his, his, his oldest son. Okay. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm, I'm proud of him because he is a go-getter. Like he's trying to. He's he just recently t- turned twenty-one, and so he's really going after these different things at work. He's becoming a supervisor. He's working more hours than a normal person does, and he's looking ahead, trying to find the next level to whatever he's doing. And he's moved around from some different jobs, mm. but he's pursued a higher level every time he looks around. 
And so this friend of ours, he's like, I'm just not that way. I'd like to be that way, but I am not that way. He's like, I just put my head down and I go to work and I do the job that's in front of me. And then I come home and do whatever I want to do at home for the most part. Yeah. And he says, I just, I'm not motivated to do anything more. And I'm like, well, so you don't have any goals? I mean, what if you wanted to buy a new house or a bigger house or a new car or go on vacation or whatever? He just says, well, you know, we we kind of planned for that, but I'm, I don't pursue any big career moves or any of these other things to to get to that. And I think that, I mean, that's the way some people are. Yeah. And, and the thing is, he's comfortable. He's not uncomfortable. Well, he, he, he and his family make decent money. They live a comfortable life for what they do. And there's not a whole bunch of stress as, as far as like financial stress. Right, right. And he, I mean, he's a homeowner. He's got his truck. I mean, he, he's comfortable. Well, and and to be fair, you know, you say everybody's a little bit different. And, and this person is very reliable. Yes. He's, he's the guy that's always at work. He's always there. Well, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, he may not be striving to go the next level, but, you know, he's, you want one of these people in that position. That's exactly right. So, yeah, but, he is very reliable. <clears throat> He'll work the same job for 20 years if given the opportunity to do so. That's just, that's his personality. He, so, he goes and he does his job, and then when he's done, he leaves. So without, not trying to say wasted, but like mm-hmm. like the self-help seminar might be needed for our friend, mm-hmm. but probably wasted on our friend, like it might be wasted on me. <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, I could sit there and, and listen to to them and appreciate them. I really can. Mm-hmm. And and I would get uplifted probably from them too, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, how do I apply this to my life? I am excited to go do something. Mm-hmm. And now what? <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but... Well, okay, so there was, um, you know, about... This was before my daughter was born, so this was probably 14 or 15 years ago. I um, I had a kid already. I wasn't really going anywhere in my career. I was kind of still, I was kind of coaching, but it wasn't like this, um, it wasn't going to take me anywhere. I was just kind of, you know, on cruise control and not super happy about where I was at that particular age. And this is where I was introduced to uh, a network marketing company. Okay. And I've always been kind of entrepreneurial. I've always kind of wanted something, some own, my own business. I always, of course, wanted to make more money, but I wanted to kind of do it on my own terms. And so I got sucked into this network marketing company. And I, I think we talked about this in another podcast. Yeah. Maybe I can I can link it up here. Uh, but I think for me, that was the stage of my life where I kind of needed something. And so with network marketing and like direct selling, network marketing, MLM, that sort of you know, environment, they're really into self-help. They're into motivation, getting people to get off their butts and do something. And so I was referred to lots of different books, uh, videos, you know, back in the day, they were on CDs and DVDs. And so I started kind of consuming some of this stuff. And at that time, 
in in reference to your Dave Ramsey scenario, there weren't really clear steps for a lot of these. It was more philosophical stuff, thinking in terms the bigger picture and change something inside you. Yeah, which is more than a two and a half hour seminar. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Now, as I kind of dove into it, and I was kind of trying to focus more on just this network marketing business. Then I started getting into the steps because it was more relevant to what I was doing at the time. So, um, so I started pursuing specific steps. Um, eventually, I, I kind of got dis, disenfranchised a little bit with with the company, and you know, fortunately, they were bought out by another company, and that was my opportunity to leave because at that time I was kind of I was kind of at my at my end for that particular path. But it gave me a huge appreciation for self-help, self-improvement, things that can not just motivate you, but give you these components that you can adopt in your life in order to become a better person. Mm -hmm. And one one of, well, there were several people. Um, I've got a, a list of just four that, well, three that I ran into at that time. And then since then, this this, uh, this fourth one. But you know who Tony Tony Robbins is, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Robbins. Uh, he's he's a big self help guru. Probably the I would venture to say the most popular, most popular. movie stars love him. <laughs> he's right. always helping out the movie stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's got a lot of very motivating type material, and he does have some stuff that's. Like if there are some books that he has that are much more step by step things that you write down and you pursue for you, and there's different categories, some are business, some is just you know improving your life in general so that you can adopt it to any or adapt it to anything that you're currently doing. You had mentioned Dave Ramsey, not on my list, but he to me is is similar, but he's much more specific that's right, yeah um. Can maybe maybe you can kind of talk about what Dave Ramsey has kind of done for you? Well, because again, you're not into the you know hoopla, <coughs> not right. all the hype. You want no. step by step, right? And and he he t- he showed me how to be debt free, mm-hmm. how to take the debt that I have and how to pay it off in a in a very efficient and quick way. And then once you do that, how to invest in your future and or your child's and um, freaking simplified it. So literally almost anybody could really do it. I mean, what was and, and the, that was so helpful. What was the big difference between, let's say, a Dave Ramsey uh, guide versus pretty much any other financial advisor? What Can you identify what the the difference is well okay so i will say what the number one thing was is is i have to say was character mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. really so my wife i she she said you have to she got me on on a trip you have to listen to this so we listened to some talk radio and so we listened to dave ramsey and his personality i i connected with pretty quick but I happened to listen to one of his shows. He was talking about his baby steps. Well, uh, I could do baby steps, so I could do it. <laughs> so I th- I'm, I'm listening, like, well, what, was, what is he talking about? And it's just eight simple steps. Can, and uh, these eight simple steps can t- be a whole lot of work, and it might take years depending on your situation. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to it, and just, I'm not kidding you, the first 
probably half of an uh, uh, of his show, I was like, oh, I painted a picture without even reading, getting any material in my hand going, oh, because we weren't terrible with money. We were careless here and there. Didn't give an F from time to time when we should have. But um, at that time, did you have a budget? Did you guys follow a budget or was this the introduction to a budget? We no, we had a we did have a budget. Um, we kept, you know, our, you know, and we also kept balanced our checkbook and stuff. But but it wasn't it was we budgeted for day to day or paycheck to paycheck. We didn't we didn't think about. Wait a minute, we, we could be debt free and then think about what our money can do for us. I mean, when we take out, out loans, we borrow from ourselves and we get pissed because now the money that we had put away for emergencies is gone and we pay it back quickly. But, you know, we were blessed. That, that's his idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, when you have an emergency, you, you use it, pay it back, and then mm-hmm. get to your business. But it was structure. Mm-hmm. A lot of these, a uh, lot of self-help, even though it might say their structure, it's a lot of do this and do that and do this, but... Not really, and, not, not really the steps, though. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things about this, about Dave Ramsey, that really, I would say, caught my eye and would, would make this at a different... It would take it to a different audience, and that is his program is not mathematically sound it's emotionally sound oh absolutely because his steps to get out of debt is really tied to you as a human your emotional attachment to things and your motivation to do things because the the snowball thing right like credit cards you got to be or like um you have to have a BMW instead of a few year older Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you know when you're working through this stuff, you don't have time for that. Get get something that serves the purpose, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. What, they, what's his quote? Uh, live like no one else, so one day you can live truly like no like one else. No one else. Yeah. 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 Make those sacrifices to get out of the the hole, and then you can really grow and live like no one else yeah. can live. So so there is still a motivational thing, but it's tied into his steps. It's not Ab- mathematical. but It it's, is, you know, it is. Which makes it a lot easier for humans to, to follow, because right. sometimes the mathematical stuff doesn't hit you where you need to be hit emotionally. Right, because who cares if you add it all up, if you're just going to mm-hmm. just, you know, not follow your plan because you have a connection or an addiction. Well, in the Gazelle Intense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And boy, that does work. I sold a sports car. I sold a couple <laughs> things. Uh huh. But yeah, I, I ended up selling it. some gold at the time, and yeah, it was it was kind of yeah. tough to to do that. But well, so in in terms of like Tony Robbins, I think that he has some step by step type stuff, but a lot of it's just a matter of getting you revved up and trying to get some sort of action out right. of you. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that would separate a lot of people from, say, you. And that is, you are action-oriented. You take steps. You do things to accomplish things. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, they don't take any actions. And In fact, there's a lot of things that they don't do. Uh, well, and they just kind of flounder around. Well, that's what gets me. And, and I said it makes me sad that people might need that because to me, 
you're just lacking a dream, right? I mean, because the only thing that gets me going is because, you know, I've had dreams. And then when I had my kid, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, now there's even more dreams or I have more aspirations, you know. I mean, why I want to do stuff in a more timely manner. and st- But but I, somebody out there has to have it. They've got to be 16 to... 25 and at least come up with a dream mm-hmm. of what they want to be or and I don't care about your job I'm talking about who you want to be screw your job or career mm-hmm. that's just supposed to aid you in your life and your lifestyle or what you want and I don't know I yeah so I've got some I've got some quotes from Tony Robbins you hmm, want to hear some sure and this kind of you know this is exactly what we're talking about it's not necessarily the steps it's you know, it's in a different spot. Uh, and you're talking about kind of having some emotion. In One of the quotes, he says, lack of emotion causes lack of progress and lack of motivation. So you got to be emotional about stuff. You got to get that side of your, your body. Like our buddy. You know, yeah. I mean, emotionally, he's not really vested in much of anything other than just getting the job done. <laughs> Maybe after 12 beers, you might. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's when he starts dreaming. <laughs> that's right. Write it down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, another, another quote, uh, create a vision and never let the environment, other people's belief, or the limits of what has been done in the past shape your decisions. See, that is great. And yeah, it's... that should be freaking, <laughs> that should be taught in, in grade school. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I didn't have the best childhood, but you know, my parents or my dad, I'll be nice and say some stuff, but my dad's, that's nice is he's a, he was a dreamer. Boy, boy, was he, Uh (laughs) but you know, he's the one that, you know, really, you know, wanted to build a house and build this and, and came up with all the plans and always did all this stuff. And, you know, I just wonder you know, because as a kid, I always, as a young person, I knew there's some things I wanted to do in life. I mean, hell, your brother and I talked about a few of them, you mm-hmm. know, just as kids and we were living them. But, but, you know, I'm like, what parents let their kids down that they don't have an aspiration mm-hmm. or a goal? Because I'm just saying like, like, you know, what if somebody like, I mean, for whatever, whatever it is, is there's this five story house on the hill that that as a kid they just want to have that or mm-hmm. or or you know somebody wants to be traveling the world constantly well then find what works for you to get there you know but you have to have that yeah. spark i know and i see that of... he's trying to start that spark for the people that don't have it i'm just saying i'm sad that there's people that don't yeah well he talks about goal setting he says setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible Again, great advice. Um, You know, these are just quotes. It's not laying out step by step, but makes sense. He has he's right. He has some stuff. uh, You know, some books and other things that you can purchase, and that will give you a little bit more of a of of a game plan. And of course, going to those conferences or seminars or whatever they they call them would give you some other other things. But you know, some people are driven by quotes. I am not one of those guys. Like you will never see these quotes on my wall anywhere oh no no i am not the kind of person who looks at some you know the scenic picture with some inspirational quote on it because i i often look that look at that and i go well that's 
that's BS. That's up there because this person needs that constantly to get there. And I'm not that person. Like for me, I don't need to see that quote on the wall to know that I am taking steps to do these things. You know, uh, I, I've gotten beyond the idea that I need these constant reminders because I am constantly reminded every single day that I'm doing things that get me closer to these other, right. these things that I've established. <clears throat> Goal setting is a massive thing. I don't see a whole lot of people doing it. I I agree. Yep. Uh, another, another person is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V is what people call him. I don't know this Gary V very well. Gary V is an interesting guy. He's, He's very well known, especially social media, YouTube, Instagram, you know, these social media platforms. He's very famous. Uh, he's a motivational speaker. As, motiv- um, as motivational speakers go. <laughs> but but he's very business oriented. There's a book that I bought. Uh, it's an audio book because I don't have time to sit and read. But uh, he there's a book that he called, I want to say it's called Crush It. And the book that I bought bought was called Crushing It. So it's the follow-up book. And the follow-up book describes a lot of similar concepts that the first book had, except that it tells a lot more stories about people who are actually crushing it. Mm. And so to me, that's fantastic because now you're hearing people how Putting something how, in play. Yeah, this is what they did. Exactly. This is what they did in their particular industry or their situation and how they did it and this is where they ended up. It shows that they were crushing it. Right. And, and to me, that that helps me a little bit more because they're, you know, some of those folks I can identify with those people because I can have a similar experience potentially that they that they had, or I'm in a similar industry or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so it, it it resonates with me a little bit more closely. But, you know, but you're you're touching. We we're typically talking about, you know, the professional aspect of it. But you know, mm-hmm. they, like we were went over that they come and help out with relationships and all these other aspects, yeah. every aspect in life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's, it's, it's nuts to me. Like for me, if I have to call in a third party <laughs> to, <laughs> to evaluate, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to even discuss it, but, but I, I just cut it off. I'm not, no, not doing it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have looked at different, stages of my life for leadership. Like I look for a a mentor, someone who can kind of guide me through some stuff so that I don't have to have so much like trial and error in my life. Right. And I've had a few people that I've worked with that have sort of tried to mentor me, but in some cases it was an experience where I got to see them make mistakes I got to see them do things that I disagreed with and I could learn Mm -hmm. from that. And that to me is a very important aspect of life. You definitely need to be learning by watching other people make huge mistakes or have massive success. Yeah. I will tell you with what I do um, for a living, my boss and another senior person, not, not a boss, but coworker that's been around a while having these guys as my mentor and you know, what's great is one of them is definitely left and the other one's definitely right. Mm -hmm. And I love it. They're great. They're both great people. And, uh, I'm learning a lot. And I'm telling you, there is a difference of a a view on 
how we approach things, but mm-hmm. um, having that mentor and, and I'm lucky to have it and I think everybody should, you know, and that's, you know, that's probably all where it really goes for, goes to is that's what a good parent's supposed to be. Yeah. That's what a good teacher is supposed to be. That's what a good, I'm going to get this wrong, but a, a te- not the te- a schooling system should be based on, you know, um, give them the hope and, and, and the uh, aspiration to succeed in life, not just to pass the test to get to the next class, you know. Mm-hmm. It needs to be better than that. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. I want to come back and talk a little bit about more in that educational environment. And then uh, a guy that I think we should listen to, maybe a clip. All right. Uh, and maybe, you know, I, for me personally, kids in the educa- educational system should be listening to this guy. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right, we are back. And so I want to play a clip. This is Jim Rohn. He's he is probably one of my favorite to listen to. He's got tons of different content. Mm-hmm. I have several of his audiobooks. There's a lot of content, like full seminar content on YouTube that you can access for free. Uh, I sent you one that was like four hours long. Yeah. It's a little long to consume. But so, so 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 you've listened to him quite a bit, it seems, and this is all you've gotten in life. Huh? <laughs> so take that, people. Oh, dang it, dang. <laughs> but he's a happy oh, man. man. <laughs> I'm yes. just teasing. Uh, it's uh, a constant growth. Okay, how's that? <laughs> that's really funny Dave. thanks for bringing that up uh okay so play more often uh so i want to play this clip real quick it it, well it's not quick it's like a minute and a half but but i I, hopefully folks will kind of understand the style of jim Rohn. and of course you can watch this uh on youtube on our youtube channel Here's the big challenge of life. You can have more than you've got because you can become more than you are. That's the challenge. And of course, the other side of the coin reads, unless you change how you are, you'll always have what you got. I have found in my experience that income does not far exceed personal development. Now, sometimes income takes a lucky jump. But sure enough, unless you grow out where it is, it'll usually come back where you are. Life has strange ways. If somebody hands you a million dollars, best you become a millionaire quickly. So you get to keep the money. Otherwise, sure enough, it'll disappear. Somebody once said, if you took all the money in the world, divided it up equally among everybody, it would soon all be back in the same pockets. True. Incredible. Success is something you attract, not something you pursue. Success is looking for a good place to stay. So instead of going after it, you work on yourself. Personal development. See, the major question to ask on the job is not what are you getting. The major question to ask on the job is what are you becoming? See, the big question is not what am I getting paid here. The big question is, what am I becoming? 
here. Because true happiness is not contained in what you get. Happiness is contained in what you become. Okay, good point. Very good points. Mm-hmm. People, kids should learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think our educational system is lacking this. <clears throat> now, you were mentioning, yeah, this is still not the step-by-step stuff. Uh, and I agree with you. Th- this is the introduction to a two-hour-long seminar that was recorded, and I'm guessing based on how they look, back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but this is like the first little tiptoe into self-improvement, self-help, uh, personal development. The idea that life is about you becoming a better person that's a unique, I think it's a unique concept that a lot of people don't even think about. So it's like how to turn you into a narcissist one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> they, they, they break out into like, it's all about me, baby. <laughs> well, so th- when I was doing this uh, network marketing business, one of the quotes that I heard, and it, it stuck with me for all these years, and the guy said, on a scale of one to ten, I'm about a seven. Or so he says. He says every day I make a plan and I try and get to a number eight. I want to become more. I want to get to the number eight. And he says, when I achieve certain successes, when I've achieved these goals, and I feel like I've reached that eight, I go back and I kind of reassess things, and now I recalibrate and I'm a seven again, and I want to get just to that eight again. This incremental goal it's not like go from seven to ten or three to ten it's let's just try and get to that next one right you know and and i don't think that happens in our educational system i don't see i don't see kids having that idea in mind of becoming a better person thinking in terms of being a better person makes them more valuable right i don't even think they're giving them a good education let alone working on their I don't know, their souls, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Now, granted, I don't think that parents are necessarily equipped to teach these concepts, but they should be. I think this is the parent's role. Mm -hmm. I think the parents should be having these sort of, this environment when the kid is growing up. Might face school a little bit different. Absolutely. Face their academics a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Take it more seriously and you know, strive to do better because they know it's for a whole purpose. Right now, they have to go. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to go to school. You have to go. I don't want to go to school. You have to go. Well, and now the schools are all about this emotional support. And I think this is a really bad direction. Number one, parents are supposed to be that emotional support, not the schools. Right. The last thing you need is the people that can't even educate you try to give you the emotional support. Yeah. Who also, by the way, probably don't have the same values that you have. Definitely don't. And, yeah. And, and by the way, are not the parents and don't care about your kids nearly right. as much as the parents should and probably do. Yeah. I guarantee you, I love my kids more than any educator out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, and I, and I want to make sure that they're taken care of and they get the best education and they, you know, I, I will, I, I'll be honest, I'll brainwash them at home into my beliefs. Maybe not on purpose, but they're in the environment, they're learning from me, I'm an example to them. They're getting brainwashed, 
Okay, and this is not a negative thing. This is I, I, them growing up. I had my daughter believe in Santa Claus too. <laughs> oh, Ethan was so pissed when I told him all the lies, all the brainwashed <laughs> all the, lies, all the bullshit. Yeah. We raised our kids on bull crap. <laughs> all the big things that they waited for in life were lies. Lies, yeah. But I mean, they're getting indoctrinated right. in my home because I. I do the things that I do in my daily life. By the way, part of it is self-help. Some of it's um, financial you know, advice. Sometimes it's just relationship advice. I, I believe that I'm an example that my kids should follow. If I'm not, I better make some adjustments. So for the most part, yeah, they're getting indoctrinated. I don't want someone else to indoctrinate them. I don't want them going to an educational system where the teacher has this idea that they need to be the social support. But do you think the majority of parents out there are like that? No. That really truly think that... <laughs> no, and that's the They're problem. sitting there going... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can figure it out, kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, like there's mm-hmm. so many parents like that that really yeah. have their TV <laughs> shows that they would rather watch than even tell the kid to go do work. I don't know. There's so many kids that are getting left behind, you know, left hanging. Yeah. I think that this is an area that our educational system could improve on without stepping on the toes of the parents. Here's the reason why. The stuff, especially like Jim Rohn, I'm a big fan. The stuff that he teaches is not, it's not political. It's not emotional support like you're going to be like an enabler where you know yes you can you can go to school with you know half your head shaved and a tattoo on your face and a piercing that connects your nose to some other body part and it's okay things will be fine it's everyone else that needs to adapt to your and yeah, and that person like, stop looking at my yeah. nose. Yeah, um, this yeah this this is the kind of stuff that's pretty safe because it's really <clears throat> about self improvement and and confidence building and taking responsibility for yourself and your actions, not blaming your your problems on other people. Oh, I could agree with that. And so I think this is a pretty safe area that most parents would probably be okay with. I'm not saying a hundred percent. There's always the unique ones. But I think in this particular case, the benefits that the child is going to have getting through school is going to be significant. Think about the concepts that that these people are are preaching. Goal setting. We've talked a little bit about goal setting. If a kid in in the educational system never gets introduced to any kind of goal setting, what are they striving for? Right. But which I think is is great. And somebody needs to sit there and go, okay, you guys need to make sure you have goal setting. This is what you need. And then they need to go into it, break down how to do that, you know, because yeah. what a lot of these things do, and people are right, taking notes, because they're going to have to go out and seek answers to the quotes he's given. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do I do that? Okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to go have to look and see who does that, who does that, who can help me with this. I mean, but at mm-hmm. least it gives a spark. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I guess it's called self-help, so listen to me and then get your ass out there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, uh, Jim Rohn has a lot of different books, and, and this seminar, it's actually, I think it's a pretty good one. It, he does kind of give you steps to, you know, to, to do these things. Uh, he talks highly about uh, self-education, learning, not, 
not just book smart learning. He's he's a proponent. He's a guy who didn't go to. I think he, maybe one year of college. I think is what he said. Yeah. He still thinks that he should have finished school and got a degree, but he is very big proponent of of uh, learning, learning from others, getting men, finding a mentor, finding a coach. Well, why don't you explain the difference between education and learning then? <laughs> okay, so the the way I describe it is education to me is what you get when you go to school and someone opens a book and delivers the content that they're going to deliver to pretty much everyone else. Learning, in my opinion, is the experiences. It's learning by watching someone else do something or, like I said, have success or have a failure. This is where people gain wisdom. And yeah, and exactly, you can call it, exactly, you can call it wisdom for sure. But you learn from evaluating what's going on in your life and then making different steps, taking different actions to then improve upon or take a different direction. It's or like whatever. taking, it's in fact, even could be taking what was educated to you and putting it in play. You know, it's not just a, something you read, you know, it's mm-hmm. something, and, and, and usually when it's learned, it could be retaught, mm-hmm. you know, so, but no, I'm glad you explained that because yeah. there's a big, in my opinion in life, there's a big difference. There is totally agree. The, uh, some of the other the other stuff I, I think uh there's a quote here uh for things to change you must change there aren't step by steps here but that makes sense it you, does you can't have you can't live your life thinking that everything everything out there has to be catering to you if you want more then you're going to have to do something yourself you're probably going to have to make some yeah. changes. And the lost person is like, but how I know that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. What changes can someone make in their life to, uh, to improve? Most people blame their problems on other people. I mean, I complain about stuff. That's what I do. <laughs> I complain about stuff, but I also look at it as I can't just go and change other people. How I respond to them. In fact, here's a quote. Um, let's see here. It's not what happens to you that matters. It's what you do about what happens to you that matters. Yeah. Living a life that you're blaming your problems on other people. Uh, sorry, other people, you can't control them. With this says, like, don't point out the person that ran you over the bus. It's all about pull yourself out from underneath the <laughs> bus or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah you in, in, order, in order to live life, you need to understand that you are in control of yourself. How you respond to other people, to other things that happen to you, that's powerful to be able to know that you can change yourself to adapt, to work through whatever the system is, whatever the game that's out there, you have control over yourself. Oh, that's absolutely true. Yep. I've tried to instill this in, in my kids and not have them complain about other people. And it's a constant reminder, hey, by the way, your boss... This is the way they are. You can't just change who they are. Right. But you can change how you respond to how they treat you or what yep. situation they put you in. Absolutely. I have a, there's an employee that I had to deal with that we, I thought we were going to get a little bit physical for a moment, literally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's ridiculous. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to work how people usually are like that. And so I adapted 
and approached him differently. I'm the same, but I just kept him close, gave him more projects and, and um, kept him a part of stuff. You know, when you're a part of everything, can't mm-hmm. complain about everything because you're a part of it. Uh-huh. So anyways, yeah. we, he, he laughs at stupid stuff, I say now. He hates me, I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> but, but no, it's, it, it's good. It's good. It, it, especially children, I feel, need to know this. It's, it's, it's hard enough, or enough is said that adults seek this out to help aid them in putting the missing pieces of puzzle in life to them so they could feel complete enough to go forward and thrive. And think about if you have, if you, there's so much depression in kids. Uh, there's so many people, like I was just making fun of, you know, some dope smoker at home that are just, you know, neglecting their kids, you know. Those kids too need to know that they matter and that they're, 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 they're our little emperors of our mm-hmm. country coming up here, you know. I mean, they're, they're taking over here soon. Yeah. So, you know, letting them know their importance and let them know that it's truly, Everything is truly up to them. Mm-hmm. I'm a nobody in life, and I, I am by no means, I don't have a 90-foot, or I don't even know if that's big, 90-foot yacht, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm rich in my own life, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty happy for the most part, you know. There was a, I think it came from Jim Rohn, actually. He, he said, he was talking about, you know, kind of mentoring and being a boss and, you know, in a business and, and he was relating it to how you would raise your kids. And instead of the way he described it is instead of telling someone to go do something, he kind of described it as, Hey, let's go do something. So if it's, you know, let's take out the garbage, you know, instead of telling them, go take out the garbage, let's go do it together. Introduce them into it in a way that is enjoyable, that, you know, makes the, the, the project less complicated. You know, some people don't know how to do simple things. Yep. You know, maybe taking out the garbage isn't a good example of that, but... No, that's a great example. I literally did that today. Yeah. I, I, use, that, I use that a lot. So, yeah, if, if you can do something with someone, at least for a little while, you have, an oppor- you have an opportunity not only to teach them how to do something or why that, that they need to do it, but also make it an enjoyable thing. Yeah. You know, do it in such a way that when you aren't in the picture anymore, they still can do that and, right. and enjoy it and gives them an opportunity that when it's not their turn, they can return the favor to the person that they're mentoring, the sure. person that That's they're right. they're yeah. supervising or leading. Uh, one more one more quote. And this again, this one is a for me a big one because this is what I find super important in my own life. One reason why I'm doing the podcast yeah. and coaching. All right. Okay. It says work harder on yourself than you do on your job. You can make a living working on your job, but you can make a fortune working on yourself. That's the self-help thing for me. You can make a living, work in that job, but when you work on yourself, now there's this huge opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. I love doing the podcast, as I've said many times. Uh, I love coaching. And there's opportunity within these sort of passions to become more. And mm-hmm. I may not make a fortune, but the self-improvement the growth that I get personally out of doing the podcast and helping kids, you know, throw the javelin, uh, 
It's a big deal. It, it gives me, yeah, it gives me this other thing that we've talked about before. It gives me purpose. Purpose, yep. And, yeah. Makes me, makes me smile. Yep. And there's people that appreciate you, you know, too. Mm-hmm. There's other people that leave you with something that, that they took from you, you know, that you gave to them knowledge or your wisdom. Yeah. So um, it's not just you, you know. Yeah, I had this conversation with my wife about, you know, my legacy. Oh, you're going to have one of those? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have one of those. <laughs> well, you and I have talked about this. We have this idea that life is short and we want to do things while we're here. But when we're gone, we want people to remember us. We want to have made an impact while we're here for this short yeah, amount of time. because we're not complete bastards. We're pretty <laughs> good people. <laughs> and we try to do good things for people. Mm-hmm. And we try to make a difference. And, and if we can't make a difference outside of our household, we try to make sure that we're raising good, solid Americans for the next generation. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I want to yeah, make sure that uh, there is a legacy, yeah. a positive one. Uh, one, one other, one other name I wanted to mention before we start wrapping up the show. Um, another guy, his name is Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Zig Ziglar is another one of these, uh, motivational personal development sort of guys. He talks about business. He talks about, you know, self-improvement of course, but, uh, he's, he, the way he speaks is very, I want to say he spent a fair amount of time in like Tennessee, mm-hmm. Mississippi. He's got this accent that's really, really thick, and he tells stories and jokes along his his speaking, like his seminars. Yeah, it's really funny. I think it's personally, it's really funny and and engaging. So if there are folks that are looking for something that kind of keeps their attention. Keeps them motivated. Zig Ziglar is one of those guys. And yep. he's got tons of books. And I haven't and heard him either, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. So, mm-hmm. And he's a guy that I think was Jim Rohn's, like, I wouldn't say hero, but, you know, a guy that he respected, worked with, inspira- inspired by. Hmm. Zig Ziglar was around doing this sort of stuff. Uh, so Zig Ziglar is very, very, very old? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember when Zig Ziglar died. I want to say it was in oh. 2000, was it two or something oh, like that? that right? You know, I'm going to look that up real quick. Huh. And Jim Rohn, I think, passed away, I want to say in 2009. Wow. Uh, Zig Ziglar, oh, it, it was 2012 he, he died. Okay. And, uh, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, spent, yeah, Mississippi, lived on a uh, managed position at a Mississippi farm. Uh-oh. Uh, and then moved to Yazoo City in Mississippi. <laughs> he talks about that in a lot of his, yeah. he talks about his childhood. It's, really good um jim Rohn, he died in 2009 at age 79 and yeah kind of an interesting uh, because he was a really healthy guy and then he had this uh pulmonary fibrosis very interesting i think it's a disease but does weird things to your uh fingernails makes uh makes club fingernails it's very weird your uh nail beds thicken on the ends of your fingers Really? Yeah. yeah, as we look, I can't tell. <laughs> Speaking of which, I smashed my thumb and it's like all bruised up. And, well, yeah. 
Is that karma or is it just a straight accident? <laughs> it's, me, coming? it's me not trailer camping very often and not oh. protecting my hands when I'm oh. <laughs> doing stuff with the trailer. It does look like it hurts. Really? Unless it hurts so bad. Yeah, that doesn't look good. <laughs> no, but I didn't lose a thumb, so I'm pretty happy about that. Well, you might lose a nail. See, it's not, it's, not how, <laughs> it's not the things that happen to you that matters, right? It's how you handle the things that happen yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, what you gain from it. Yeah. I didn't even swear when it happened, but I was red in the face and not very happy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um couple couple final thoughts. Uh in sports, I think this is a really big deal. Sports is one of those that I thought was the a great place for personal development. There's a lot of goal setting in sports. There's a lot of teamwork. There's a lot of positivity, positive self-talk. A lot of that, you know, hard work, taking action, a lot of this personal development stuff is wrapped up into sports. Yeah, I remember hearing some of that too. Yeah, you played football. Yeah. And you know, you know, when you're in there and, and especially, you know, the halftime. The huddle? You know, little, no, you have, you know, your old halftime, um, you go in for halftime. I don't know, yeah. And you, and yeah, you go to the there, locker room. Yeah, you go to the locker room yeah. and, and you're, you're getting a speech from your coach. And, you know, that's... Well, with ours, who's usually inspirational, a couple of times, what the f's, you know? But <laughs> yeah. but um, but that's a time that you could give them inspire, give us inspiration, and smack us on the ass and sit us out there and go crazy. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't dissipate so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's one thing that's a bummer is that this is like a fog or or you know a cloud that in a short period of time just dissipates if you don't act on them. Yeah, it, it, you have to re apply this often you know the, these seminars to keep you up to do it because if you don't act on them you're just going to be in your rut and i think that's why a mentor is really important in in sports having a coach these are people that are going to stay with you and keep you moving towards you know sometimes pulling your focus back to right. the game you, plan you, it's not if but you will trip mm-hmm. in every i don't care if it's your relationship that you're working on or your your religion, or if it's your 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 professional life, every aspect of your life, you're going to trip. Yeah. Even if you are completely successful, and success is measured so many different ways. You know, uh, everybody has a my buddy that we were ta- our buddy we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He's a successful man, mm-hmm. and he, he's in his eyes, he he's got it. What he yeah. wants. Yeah. For us, we might might be a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I I told him I'm like, listen, this is not a bad place for you to he be. Gave up here, you know? huh? <laughs> this is, this is, I had to quit right yeah. here, huh? Yeah. All right, just because I'm I'm a kind of a go getter, you know, never really satisfied. I want to keep growing. Doesn't mean that someone else can't be satisfied with where they're at. And right. he's in a good spot. That makes us all <laughs> in, interesting to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hate to come just to talk to me every day. Yeah, well, same I'm, old, same old. I'm a little disappointed in some of the sports that we see today. Some of the professional sports, I'm talking like basketball and football. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in those sports that is more about, you know, you're talking about being a narcissist. I was just thinking that. Again. That's that's what I'm seeing more and more. Yep. And I see this in a lot of, because I watch a fair amount of like YouTube stuff. And there's some like basketball players. They're they're not pro, you know. They're amateurs, but they got some a lot of skills. But you can tell they do not have the attitude. They do not have have that that self help self development skill set. Yep. And it might be the reason that they're not 
doing anything other than making YouTube videos about their skills, about their basketball skills or their, you know, you know, I've seen football players out there sprinting, juking out the, you know, the defender and catching a one handed or whatever, but they're not going pro. They're making YouTube videos and there's enough people who are watching them and maybe they're just looking for a paycheck, but I'm not seeing them as like a mentor to be this wonderful, uh, you know, figure to follow. And I, unfortunately I'm seeing that now, even in track and field, I'm seeing a lot of people who are showboating, who are talking negatively about their competition. I don't know how many, I don't watch a ton, ton, but I've watched a lot of like, uh, wrestling, um, and kids wrestling, uh, Mm And the kids' sportsmanship mm. is insane. Get up and like in your face after they win. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that was me. That's me. That's me. As they're walking around, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's the parents should be there. I get it. But when you're going to be a coach, when do you say, nope, nope, you just lost. I mean, I wouldn't let the kid win. You yeah. just lost. You're terrible, you know? That's yeah. not how you win. That's right. But Yeah, isn't that what we saw? <coughs> we saw that in uh, Excuse me. Karate Kid. Yeah. 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 You learned a lot from the Karate Kid. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what do you say we wrap it up? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening and watching. We are actually looking forward to producing a few more shows here in the very yep. near future. Yep. Got some good so ones coming up. So stay tuned. Sorry for the break. I apologize for that. But we are back refreshed, ready to go. We just had our self-help. <laughs> yeah, that's right. little seminar that's going right. on. I'm motivated. I'm motivated, <laughs> ready to do it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so you can find more information on our website. Never2Series.com. And find us on social media. We're on Getter, Parlor, and Twitter at the NTS Podcast. And until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.